Are you ready to do this, Renfrey? Yes, I'm just... Welcome to Riot Act. It's the alternative music podcast with me, Stephen Hill, and my good friend Renfrey Deadman, texting away on his phone there. Uh, I just started without you then, mate. Yeah, I appreciated that. That's all right. Well, the, the reason I did is because... Oh, hold on there. Hold on, hold on. Let's let the people know mm-hmm. what's going on at the moment, because mm-hmm. we're not just going to steam in and talk about music that'd be mad wouldn't no, it to start a show in, doing that? in a sort of professional manner <laughs> that, that'd be stupid so we're not going to do that um i've got an espresso coffee machine like george Clooney. me and george i'm basically george clooney now yeah yeah you look i i, I like, walked in and i was like george what are you doing here yeah, where's, well, where's matt damon and yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so i've got an espresso coffee which i've just used i just made you a vanilla latte Renfrew. hello now well, let's I, see just, i thought you made the caramel one you keep, you keep yeah whatever <laughs> They probably both taste the same, don't they? Yeah. All right, all right. So am uh, I trying mine first? I'm going to try this, because I want to see if this is actually any good. Live tasting on Live tasting the again. podcast. Um, How's that? It's very strong. I asked you to make it strong, didn't You did I? ask me to make it strong, so that's on you, I'm afraid. Excellent. Um, I've made myself one as well, but I haven't had a caramel one, just a normal one. Do you know what? It smells of caramel, but it doesn't taste of caramel. What does it taste of? Just it coffee? It tastes of coffee. Just straight coffee? Yeah. Well, I'm happy with that, very, because... It's nice. I got given that... Uh, coffee machine it's very strong yeah um, just sort of randomly because I went oh I'd love a coffee machine and I've also been given lots and lots of pods with it yeah are you listening sponsors <laughs> come on <laughs> sort out I only want the normal coffee I don't want like vanilla and caramel and that why not I thought you were a 21st century man well I you am. and your guy liner obviously you can still oh, I can't believe Steve. someone would phone me at this point and For it's actually good- the person who got me the you're coffee meant, machine you're meant to have your phone that's, on airplane yeah, but this mode. is no this is my that's coming off my laptop oh, that's coming off my laptop so it's so not confusing. my fault um i'm not i'm not this getting, is a professional style i know i can't believe i'm getting called on my laptop that's insanity <laughs> this see i am a modern guy yeah there you go welcome to riot act uh this is an alternative music podcast it actually is um uh shout out our good friends at musicism who, who help us out with all the things it's what i'm speaking to you now they sorted us out with that <laughs> basically microphones and uh tech yeah thank you guys and love um go over to musicism.net as you probably know by now they do a myriad of courses for people who want to be better singers songwriters guitarists producers in the world of music for £9.99 a month you can sign up and you will be given access to all of their courses they're very very good put in the checkout riot Put riot in the checkout. Don't put checkout in the riot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit LA riot. That's very nice. And uh, in capital letters, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Capital letters, riot in the checkout. Get 25% off. Lovely stuff. That's what done. 25%. I thought you said one. Are you all nah, right, Steve? I'm fine. It's the coffee. Yeah. It's got yeah. me. I normally have a cup of tea, don't I? That's right. Thanks yeah. to T2 and Clipper for sending us that tea, oh, by yeah, the way. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Anyway, um, on this week's show, we're going to be chatting about new releases from Swerve Driver. We're going to be talking about the new release from Soilwork. And we will be just catching up on various different things. Uh, I believe, as you listen to this... Am I shooting a gun by saying that the first few Rioters reviews will be up or about to be going up? Definitely will be one or the other. They'll be up or they'll be about to be going up, right? About to. About I to. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you go over to um, our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Podcast, mm-hmm. we've done it's four now, isn't it? 
Yes. Four albums that people have suggested who have, you know, you only got to give us a quid a month. People have suggested a lot more than four albums, to be clear, but we have recorded four. We have recorded four of your many suggestions, so we appreciate you doing that, and that's just a little thank you, a little extra bonus podcast for you. We're also going to start doing our special soon. Um, We already had the one from... Oh, Roadburn. I nearly said Roadburn, Holy Roadburn. Holy Roadburn. Which is actually, I actually think is um, Holy Raw got a stage at Roadburn. Holy Raw have a day a at day. Roadburn. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's like Pine, A.A. Williams, Svalbard, Condra. Uh, There's definitely one more and I've forgotten. I Secret apologize. Cutter. Secret Cutter, there is. You go to that, wouldn't you? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking go to that. I'm fucking hoping I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a brilliant day. So that'd be great. Brilliant We've also day. got specials coming up with the likes of Neil Fallon, Frankie Madball, and Jonah Matranga. Can you shut my fridge, Renfrey? Thanks, mate. And <laughs> um, they'll be coming out every other Tuesday um, from a shove. I don't want to. I've got a super now. I don't want it to get rude. Um, anyway, have you been here, right? Yeah, I've got a cold like everyone else. Yeah, I was going to say everybody's got a cold. I mean, the thing is, I've always kind of always got a cold yeah so yeah not... someone on twitter was saying that you always had a cold i do i seem to I, yeah. i'm a sickly boy i um yeah so apologies for uh, any excess coughing on this show we're going to try and keep mm. it to a minimum obviously um we'll but, be in uh, a coughing that's fucking strong that coffee by the way it really is isn't it, it? Is. Should, I put a little more, should i put a little bit more milk in it well that means i have to open the reach fridge around again. to the fridge reach around mm. the fridge see this is lo- title. <laughs> reach around <laughs> to the fridge yeah this is live coffee making on a podcast about sort of metal music which I feel is... like we're on the fo- like on the foley for radio and stuff yeah, like that I've always been interested in doing foley work if anyone knows if I can do some foley Axel work foley. no not Axel fo- not 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 you don't you do radio's fucked mate I wouldn't worry about it radio's fucked it's kind of fucked isn't it? <laughs> who listens to the radio just dickheads uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to Six Fine. Music quite a lot, actually. It's very, very good. And um, yeah, but I don't know. You don't want to do foley work. That's, that's you can do foley for films as well. Yeah, that's true. You should do that. Anyway, let's talk about music. That's probably <laughs> the best do, thing to do. Music, I'm going to make sure my coffee's all right. That's much better. Um, yeah. So a uh, few things. I don't know if you saw this. Right, just before we kind of get chatting about all the things that we're doing this week. I don't know if you saw this, but um, the NME, they did a Hot 100. I didn't. You told me about it, and then I purposely decided not to look at it so that I would feign surprise. In fact, I won't be feigning surprise. It will be genuine surprise because I won't know. So in their Hot 100s of the top 100... So this this is Hot 100 bands of of the new year, right? Yeah, their bands for 2019. 100 bands. Most of it is, you know, a lot of... I mean, I've not heard of most of them. They seem to be sort of like... You know, ethereal pop acts and grime artists, by okay. what I can tell. Okay. So that, but that's what you'd expect, right? Yeah. From, you From know, the new. big sort of British music magazine at this point, trying to point out what's going to be popular. Mm-hmm. But in amongst all of those artists, they also included Conjurer, Gouge Away, Jesus Peace, Not Loose, and Vain. So what does that say to you, Renfrey? Apart from that's good. At least they're paying a little bit of attention. That's cool. It feels a little... I mean, all of those bands released albums last year. Um, apart from Not Loose. Apart from Not Loose. Who released one the year before? Um, 
And, and obviously, most of those bands, I mean, you know, most of those bands will be touring and doing stuff in 2016. Mm. Uh, t- fucking hell. 2019. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> but yeah, oh, this cough is, and cold is going to my head uh, in 2019. So they will be doing stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, that's good. That's nice. Mm. Five bands out of 100. Yeah. Five, well, you know, in it, that, that's not Vane, Knock Loose, Jesus Peace, and Conjurer. Garage Wire are pretty heavy as well. I mean, they're they're, he- they're, they're heavy bands, yeah. Sizably heavy bands as well. It's really cool. I, I don't I don't want to knock it. It's really cool because I can't imagine that happening ten years ago. But then at the same time, it, it actually ever so slightly saddens me that it's all heavy bands because there's all sorts of great stuff going in on in rock. Well, to be not fair, just in the heavy, there is you know. a bunch of other stuff as well. I think okay. Sports Team got mentioned and. Uh, there's I did actually listen to a New York kind of a New York punk band who got a bit of kind of T-Rexy glam stuff going on I can't remember the name of them right now but they were quite good as well okay. but yeah like the, the list was either stuff I hadn't heard of um, those guys and stuff a couple of things that I listened to and I thought oh they they seem quite good well they do seem to, I mean since they've become a website only slash free publication on the website, certainly. I mean, I don't really pick up the magazine, even though it's free. But um, on the website, they have been doing more rock stuff. Mm. Like, they've been bringing in one or two writers who clearly know their stuff with rock Yeah. in the main. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen a couple of minor mistakes, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's an encouraging thing. And it's kind of stupid of them not to do that, because with a website, you have unlimited space. Yeah. And you can do what you like. Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like that in terms of, I mean, I know it. the print game is a little bit different for Enemy now that it's a free, a freebie, but Enemy seem to be keep on. Well, don't even, the, there is no Enemy anymore. It's gone. Like, that's finished as well, isn't it? The, the, the free, free one? Enemy. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, I'm behind the times. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. Okay, okay. It's just a website now. I mean, it kind of, I suppose, I suppose... I think I think the interesting thing with print titles is the ones which seem to be surviving and doing well are the ones which are more niche. Um, and the broader titles... Deathcore Monthly. <laughs> well, yeah. Metal Hammer, yeah. um, Classic Rock, um, Kerrang! Uh, Q, I suppose, is quite broad. But I don't know much about the kind of... DJ magazine or like mix mag, know, and stuff. yeah, mix mag, yeah. and, uh, and but that, that but those are those are uh, niche. Uh, they're they're, they're, yeah, they're they concentrating on one thing. Of course, know. yeah. But I don't. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I I don't know how much better they're doing mm. than say Melhammer, for mm, example. Mm. Even though they they've got bigger artists and bigger acts and yeah. stuff to to be working with. I don't really look at the ABCs to be honest because it's I'd not, be interested in that. It's not the game that I'm in at the moment and maybe we could do that next week. But um I uh but but the, but the fact is is those titles have survived where an enemy hasn't, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where this whole this whole nonsense of like print is dead, you know. Print is never going to die completely. Like people are always going to want to read. <laughs> do you know do you know what I mean people are always going to read. And uh, it's not just going to be websites that they're going to want to go, go to. People are going to want... But I think the shift has to be into quality sort mm. of periodicals. You, you, don't, you don't want... 
you don't want a magazine that feels like a newspaper or has you know this is why Kerrang has now got a nice glossy cover this is why Metal's Hammer Metal Happens uh, re, they, they've just done a uh, what do you call it rebrand rebrand they get, yeah. Well, like, yeah like they, they've just rejigged everything and it looks far classier and they're concentrating less on news and there's great stuff in the front yes now. yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah it used to be a bit of a kind of hodgepodge of stuff I thought Maybe not even when they were doing the new band stuff, but I did feel like a lot of the new band stuff, they're just sort of like, oh, we'll put them in the front. I and do agree, actually, yeah. Yeah, and I think but, it's but, much better to have, like, you know, proper features. And, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. there's kind of features that, rather than it just being a page and just being odd, the same questions that they ask every week to mm. one person, which aren't necessarily going to suit that person, they seem to be more suited to the person in question yeah, and all yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. And, and they got rid of the weird. Like I remember, I interviewed CJ from Night Is Murder about fishing once because he likes fishing. Oh yes, they used to, yeah. <laughs> like, so they used to do weird that, little thing. They used to, to do that thing yeah. where like rock stars had a big hobby. and yeah. they go into. I mean, I did a bunch of them. That 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 mm. content was always very variable. Sometimes yeah. it was interesting. It's sometimes Herman it Lee loves Dragon from Dragon Force. Loves roller coasters. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah does yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think you know I think that's a brilliant direction for mm. them to go in, and um, and I think that's how print stuff's going to survive. That's kind of going off piece slightly, isn't way it? Way off piece. Yeah, but there you go. Way, way off piece. That's what I'm known well, for. <laughs> well done. Um, anyway, uh, so good week for Conjurer Gadway, Jesus Peace, Not Loose and Vain. Good for them. Uh, good week if you like Kate Bush as well, isn't it? <laughs> Seen that? Kate Bush is, Kate, Kate Bush isn't hashtag cancelled anymore. <laughs> she's come out and said that she's not a Tory, so it's, it's all right, guys. Explain I, the whole story, Steve. Right, okay, yeah. So... Um, Kate Bush had to come out Kate Bush gave an interview in 2016 uh, saying that she thought it was good that Theresa May was Prime Minister because she was a woman because she's a woman woman. she was like I think it's good she's like I like her I like the way she carries herself didn't say anything about liking her policies or being sort of politically aligned with her in any way and I didn't even know this but she's come out this week and gone the things I said before were taken out of context and um I am not a Tory conservative. And the the internet's gone mad for like, yeah, I can listen to Kate Bush again. Mm. I still that so much of that. So much of, oh, I can listen to Kate Bush again. And I just thought, Kate Bush's music is not very politically minded, is it? Absolutely not. Kate Bush, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she... It's sitting in a gothic mansion in a long billowing dress looking out across the moors. Oh, she's a Tory. That's surprising. Like, oh, you wouldn't be surprised. Like, do you know, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? You wouldn't be surprised about that. But we want, we would want to. That's fine. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's, there's this whole culture at the moment of kind of if artists, if musicians, if filmmakers don't prescribe to my exact way of thinking they are hashtag cancelled. Yeah, it's which is so ridiculous. fucking pathetic. I well, hate it. You're not, you're never ever going to get someone who believes in all the same things that you do. And thank fuck for that. You know, not you personally, but one. Mindy, you're never going to get anyone who believes in the same things as me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's a good thing. That's that. like, that's what... <coughs> and I mean, if people are, I suppose, do you think that all this started with... Um, all this Me Too stuff? No, I don't actually. I think it kind of existed a little bit before that. I mean, I know... 
mm, yeah, they're the odd person here and there who th- these conversations would always come up, wouldn't they? Mm. About how do you feel about listening to Burzum? Or can we now, can we not listen to Lost Profits? Mm. I mean, in my case, I can't listen to Lost Profits anymore. No. I can't really separate them from him. Nope. And what he's done from actually their music. And when I listen to it, I do go, it's his voice as well. And I do just feel a bit, do you know what I mean? I feel horrible. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I but, can listen to a Phil Spector record. But that's the thing. There's a massive difference between the things that Ian Watkins does and supporting a political party. Do you know what I mean? Like, and which Kate Bush do- even doesn't doesn't even support. Yeah. You like and and oh, so sorry. There's even a, there's a massive difference between the things that Ian Watkins get, did and just going. Oh, it's good that there's a woman who's a prime minister. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like and reacting like that's the same it seems to happen loads now it's, it's really ridiculous. weird i think i think this is kind of a big part of the um like poisonous politics we have in the uk at the moment as well and like people are so vitriolically against the conservative party that anything that seems vaguely uh nice about them is just seen as you're the enemy and that kind yeah. of thing and that is like I think it's pretty clear from the stuff that we talk about on this show that neither of us are conservative. No, but I I don't know what to to be like to be perfectly honest. I don't even know what my political affiliation is yeah. anymore. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I really mean, don't. I think a lot of people feel like that in this country. Yeah. But I I I I wouldn't. I don't know if a friend of mine was like oh, I voted Conservative in the last election, I wouldn't be like, fuck you! Mm. I'd be like, oh, okay, why? And I'd want to have a discussion with them about it. And that's how Mm. you make progress. Mm. You don't just create barriers and go, well, you're you're hashtag cancelled, you're a piece of shit, fuck you. It is pathetic and completely the wrong way to go. Yeah, and uh, something like that. I mean, even... I remember people getting pissy with, like... Do you remember when Gary Oldman won the Oscar last year? And mm-hmm. people going, this is a disgrace. Are we just going to let him do the thing? That, and I was like, what did he do? And apparently he threw a... Uh, allegedly, mm-hmm. he threw a phone at his wife or something. Hit his wife with a phone in the year 2000. Right. And I think at that point, you go, what are you voting for here? Are you voting for the best actor of 2018 or the nicest person of the year 2000? Yeah. Like... Fucking you! And if you're going to do that, you got to be really, 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 really consistent with your views. Yeah, like exactly. I, I, I think I, I tweeted that, and a girl went fucking bullshit. Blah 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 blah. And her avatar, a picture was her wearing a Beatles t-shirt. Yeah. Like, John Lennon used to <laughs> John beat Lennon the, used the shit beat out the of Yoko. every fucking woman that he, he yeah. left his son. Yeah. Like, and I know people go, "Oh well, you, that's always what people come back to trying to defend that." Well, John Lennon did, and it's like it's not. That's because that's because he did. <laughs> it's the it's the it's check fucking mate. That's yeah, why exactly. Like you can't. Exactly. You have to throw away all of your. Uh, records from pretty much everyone. This is like, apart from Fugazi. You can have Fugazi albums, which is that's fine. <laughs> but this if is everyone just a- listened to Fugazi and that was all, then you know, yeah, your lives would be better, and you wouldn't have to carry any kind of residual guilt around yeah. with you either. But this is the thing: we're all flawed. We all fuck up. We all do stupid things sometimes. I think if it comes to <laughs> stuff where it's like rape and murder, that is a very different scale to 
um, voting for a particular party or even, uh, you know, as shitty as it sounds, allegedly throwing a phone at your wife, say, yeah. that, you know, that doesn't sound like a nice thing, but we don't know anything about the context and we also don't know whether it's even fucking true. Mm. Um, you know, um, I, there's, a, there's a point where you just have to... And this is the thing, social media doesn't really allow for those subtleties. It's no. just like, get in the bin, get in the bin, get in the bin, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Regardless of how how offensive and how strong the crime actually is. Yeah. And anyway, Kate Bush isn't a isn't a Tory, if you're happy with that. Um, yeah, it was just, I just thought it was odd. Uh, well, so it was internet, an odd reaction. Like, how fucking far... Like, you're going to find out one day that someone doesn't recycle. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm never listening to Dark Side of the Moon again yeah. because Dave Gilmore doesn't recycle. Yeah. We were going to talk... Do you know what? Something we forgot to talk about last week, which I thought was quite a interesting thing to talk about, was HMV. Yes. Yes, we absolutely should have so talked about that. So HMV went into administration um, just after Christmas or just before Christmas? Just before, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just before Christmas, HMV went into administration. Um, in 2013, the same thing happened in December 2013. They went into administration with debts of, I think it was like £134 million they had in debt at the time, mm-hmm. which they got bought out in April 2014 mm-hmm. and were saved. <coughs> but... um. It just feels like a matter of time, really, doesn't it? Uh, Before uh, it goes, you know, it's kind of the last one. It feels like Virgin, Tower Records, Zavi, Our Price, Woolworths, all the places that you might have bought music if you were our age at one time or another Mm. have gone. Mm. And HMV is the only one kind of clinging on by its fingertips. Um, Maybe. I think it's a real shame when they first went into administration... Um, when they were able to bounce back after, you know, a lot of losses and a lot of people lost their jobs, but they they did manage to bounce back and they had a lot of ideas and a lot of plans which sounded really exciting. Like, for example, they were going to open bars in shops. So, like, have an HMV bar where you can go and, like, listen to music or maybe you can check out some stuff before you wanted to buy it or whatever like a listening post but a bar which sounds and make it more of a kind of social hangout kind of place as well like empire records yes yes absolutely Mm. which would have been fucking cool and and also a lucrative thing for them to do because i don't know about you but when i'm drunk i buy all the music (laughs) um and um when i'm sober i make far more conscious uh decisions and sensible decisions um so renfrey's got a signed um jewel case of the godhead album (laughs) (laughs) on vinyl that he bought where his hair was like glued to his face with jack daniels yeah uh yeah so you 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 saw me walking into Mm. hmv last week (laughs) yeah Um, Get, give me that fucking sponge tank album <laughs> on vinyl now and most just give me the box set I want the fucking box set of Strictly Diesel <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to know you're looking out for me though um, so but I think the sad thing it would be it, it would I mean some people the, I'm seeing a lot of articles there was an article in the Guardian which was just like good riddance to HMV and all that mm. kind of thing uh, and I think that's a little unfair because really, it's, uh, John Tolley of Banquet Records had a really interesting thing to say about this. He was basically saying that if you remove the single biggest retail 
customer from the market, it could potentially result in fewer labels committing to uh, release physical yeah, albums. So at the moment, I mean, a lot of people listening to this won't care, but like, for example, at the moment, a lot of bands only release CDs because HMV will stock them because HMV sell... Um, <laughs> in proportion to a lot of other people they sell quite a lot of cds for example yeah but that does also apply to vinyl in some cases um and it basically means that some labels and some bands just won't bother making physical releases at all Mm. in some cases and i think that's kind of sad that will be a sad day it will be shit yeah um and you know the reality is 31 percent of all physical music in the uk in 2018 was sold at hmv yeah so that's how much of the market you're taking out and that's why a lot of labels just wouldn't bother to make physical product and it's hard like mm, it's hard to know what the sort of solution to it is really i think because there's i mean if you're if you've if you've got sky atlantic and you're listening to this there's a brilliant series of documentaries actually um that are from on cnn um which is every decade so they've got they've done the kind of the 60s the 70s 80s the 90s and they've just over the christmas period just before the christmas period they did the 2000s and um tom hanks produced it so he's on it quite a lot gabbling on um but it's kind (laughs) of for tom hanks i like tom hanks he he does go you kind of look at it and most of it's like like if there's an episode about you know music you got Tom Hanks going, oh, I love Nelly. And you're like, what are you doing here? Like, just, he's on every episode. You're I like, like Tom Hanks. Some of, some of it's got, literally got nothing to do with you, oh, Tom Hanks. Right, right. But like, you know, the movie one, yeah, sure, Tom Hanks, come on board. But um, I like how we're calling him Hanks rather than Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, um, but it's basically like a series of like 10 documentaries about something that happened in that particular decade. So some of them are really, really specific. Around music. Yeah. No, no, cool. no, no, not, not um, around music, around um, everything. Okay. Around the culture of that, de- the story of that decade in That's full. Cool. And um, I watched um, the, the kind of the 2000s ones where I watched the music one where they were talking about you know Metallica versus Napster and Napster getting shut down and then the the... the um, the sort of iTunes generation come along and also, you know, it talks it got some really, really interesting points about what happened to guitar music towards the end of mm-hmm. that decade as well, which I think actually, if you're trying to pinpoint the sort of decline of what happened with guitar music from it being kind of the biggest thing to now not being the biggest thing, like there's some interesting points on that, so that's good. But a really, really interesting one was about the kind of the, the, the dot-com boom the dot-com revolution and all the kind of the businesses that started up there's a lot of stuff about myspace and facebook and amazon and all of these companies forming and obviously it starts with microsoft but a lot of it is steve jobs and apple and there was somebody on there who said the problem that we have as a a society is that apple basically and the, the technology that kind of followed in its wake it basically moved us on kind of five generations of tech. So you went from having mobile phones mm. to smartphones, which he was, he was like, when you, the, the jump in that was so massive mm. that it just meant it kind of, it's, it's dwarfed and taken over everything. Mm. So I, very I'm not sure that <laughs> we really could have predicted exactly how far down the line in terms of what would happen with iTunes and, 
you know the the, the streaming services and and what and where we'd be and how easy it would be get be to get music to the extent that it has i mean i actually remember no. i actually remember about 2006 i was chatting to a mate of mine and i went and met him having just come from a music zone do you remember them music zone music they kind of zone. they they sprung up in the after mvc went oh, down okay. a shit a music zone sort of sprang up and it was oh, basically right. like discount cds yeah, and yeah, dvds yeah. it was good and um I'd bought like five CDs and he was like, why are you buying CDs? He's like, you've got an iPod. Why are you buying, C- why are you buying the CDs? They're just clunky. They're going to get in your way. He's like, you won't need them soon. And I was like, nah, nah, physical. It's all, I'm always going to want physical stuff. I'm always going to want the physical thing. That's always going to be the thing that happens. And I was like, I know. And at this point, by 2006, people were already being like, oh, it's all going wrong for like yeah. artists and there's no more money like there used to be. But, um, and he said to me, the music shop that you now go into and browse around in for hours will become a place where you walk in, it'll be staffed by two people, there'll be loads of pods, you'll put your iPod in there, you'll flick through and type in what you want to buy and you'll press a button and it'll pay for it and it'll download it onto your iPod and you'll walk out. And he was like, that's what's going to happen. And I remember being like, that's, no. That sounds shit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's awful. I was like, that sounds fucking awful. That'll never happen. Yeah. Well, we skipped that. Yeah. But that never even happened. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, even yeah. like shops got an opportunity to offer music just boom there you want some music like there you go like even that didn't happen people mm. can do it at home and now like they don't even buy it like the streaming services mean that you you don't even buy music like it's it's well, an odd play to, to to be a people of our age who probably remember like i would set time aside to just go and look i would spend my if I was at college i'd spend my lunch break if i had an hour I would spend an hour just flicking through racks of CDs. Yeah, I still do it now. Mm. I still do it now. And I think H- <laughs> the mistake HMV made possibly is um, they they kind of branched out into doing like T-shirts and Funko Pops and kind of other merchandise in and around music, yeah. which... Is all well and good, but none of it's exactly essential. I remember, like, popping into... And it, it, it's, it's, it's people who don't like... It's facilitating something for people who don't care about music. Yeah. But you started walking into HMV and go, you know, I used to, the metal section, I was, we, we shrunk the metal section to, like, mm. two fucking blocks or whatever. Mm. And you're like, well, you've got a whole fucking wall of, like, Hello Kitty stuff. Mm. Mm. Why are you doing mm. that? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you made it a more sort of social hangout kind of place you can give it a you can give it a vibe of its own which is what independents are so good at doing um but as john tolly was saying if if there isn't a market for those physicals if the you know i mean 30 we're talking about almost a third of the market for physical uh music products in this country it's a $2 billion industry still, physical music. Yeah. So that is a shitload of money if HMV goes overnight. And, you know, people could argue, oh, well, that that money will just be spread out to the independents. But I don't think it will. I don't no, think... Wait. I don't think... Uh, to be honest, I think it will just go to Amazon. I think Amazon yeah. will just suddenly have this massive upsurge in having... Um, you know, selling vinyl and CDs and stuff because I don't think the people who will buy the new Ed Sheeran or new Mumford and Sons will bother going into Banquet Records or no. Rough Trade or anything like that. 
I wonder, I'd be interested to know how many kind of physical copies someone like Ed Sheeran sells. Because mm. maybe this is me being a snob, mm. which has happened in the past, I admit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would have thought the sort of people, I mean, I, always, I go into HMV now and I see they've got like, like Britney Spears vinyl and, yeah. or do you know what I mean? Or like the, you know, the Greatest Showman vinyl. And I just think, well, vinyl's kind of, 2018. yeah, it is. I mean, vinyl's kind of, it, I don't know. It just feels like something that if you weren't really that interested in music and I'm not saying that because you like Ed Sheeran, you're not interested in music, but oh, I don't know how to word this without sounding like a cunt, basically. Um, Sound like a cunt and then we'll decide if we're going to cut it or if not. If you're the sort of person, <laughs> if you're the sort of person that's buying an Ed Sheeran album, do you really need do you vinyl? really love vinyl? Like, are you the sort of person who wants to go out and buy a really good sound set? Well, you know, you listen to that shit on your phone, don't you? Listen to that shit on your phone, on the bus, on the, cr- on your, like, in your, fucking crap little earbud speakers that you get free from your your iPhone surely but isn't that oof, well maybe I mean maybe that's a massive generalisation but yes possibly but then of course vinyl is cool right now although having said but that but to those people uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't know I don't is tend cool to talk to, to those people yeah, but, yeah <laughs> well you know is it cool to someone who's gonna buy like a Drake album or something I mean I uh, do young kids who are buying six uh, nine or um, extension whatever his name is records or, or Post Malone like are, are the kids who are buying those things are they really they're young and they like young new things I mean yeah. I, I wonder how that would translate I think pop and rap and hip hop and R&B etc etc are like they're clearly dominated by the digital markets of course um, there is a thing with rock and metal in particular it seems um, people like us cannot let go of physical we really mm. like I think we really enjoy amazing artwork we really maybe because it's more of a sort of lifestyle choice as well um i think you know we really like that kind of thing and definitely in terms of sales the reason why labels like earache and i don't know holy raw to an extent and so on and so forth are able to continue is because of the general rock fans interest and love in vinyl and cd and physical and blah 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 i i I think we've got a heritage of making a big deal of artwork as well. Yeah. Like I bought Do- I bought Dosey Dreams, obviously I did. Yeah. I bought Dosey Dreams just before Christmas. I went to HMV and yeah. I bought it for, and I it's was beautiful. like, look at that, it's amazing. It's I've got the new like visual. having only seen it on a thumbnail, I've got um the new puppy album on its way to me in the post at nice. some point. Um that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And won't talk about the music, but the artwork for yep. it. On cool, that little something looks really fucking cool, and I'm like, I can't wait to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. round on my turntable with the thing next to it, with yeah. the with the sleeve, like, don't know, man. Just I, looks cool, and I would, you know, happily. I feel like a sort of relic when I walk into HMV now, and I start flicking through, and you'll be with someone who's just like, "What are you doing? Just fucking get on with it! Like, stop flicking through the sale bucket or whatever." Like, you know, going into um, rhythm records or, or you know that one in Camden I forgot there's like a punk record shop in Camden which is fucking brilliant and it's tiny but I feel like I want to see every single solitary release there is in that mm. entire shop mm. and it's like head to ceiling like the floor to ceiling 
just got records everywhere. And it's only a tiny little, it's probably no bigger than the room that we're in now, but it's just, it's really great. Mm. And every time I go in there, I'm in there for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And yep. I've been there with people before and they're like, how, what are you doing in there? And it's just like, oh. But that whole window shopping experience is something that I think a lot of people younger than us don't, have never ever experienced in, you know, because because online yeah. is like, you can't, you can't, can you replicate the thrill? I remember when I found We Are The Romans by Botch. Yeah. In an independent record shop exactly. in Reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I honestly remember like almost punching the fucking air when I saw it mm, mm. and picking it up and like, gr- like being like, oh, yes, yep. I fucking finally found it. I remember um, flicking through <coughs> HMV in Bristol in Cribs Causeway. And seeing an import of Worship and Tribute by Glassjaw. Mm. Uh, and it was disgusting money. It was like 22 quid or something on CD. But um, it was out in America like three or four months before it was out in the UK. So I had this copy of Worship and Tribute yeah. months before it was out in the, the UK. Yeah. And it was like to this day, that is one of my favourite albums. And when I put it on, on all of those feelings flood back that feeling of having it before anyone else, of it almost feeling... Like, I didn't even know there was a new Glassdoor record coming at that point. Mm. And I was so excited by it. And that that's never going to happen again. And some people aren't going to kind of get that feeling anymore, which sucks. But then I suppose if you don't know what that feeling's like in the first place, then you might not be particularly upset about that. That's the thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think people who are listening to this probably like music enough to want to. I think get people as are listening. Much. I think people who are listening to this mm. will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, hope yeah, so anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, j- just because of there's all this news with HMV, oh, it's going to go under, blah, blah, blah. As as I just said, it is still a two billion pound industry in the UK alone. That's physical music. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it is a foregone conclusion that HMV is gone. Um, but I think heeding the 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 words of John Tolley and stuff, you know, if you just think, oh, HMV are the enemy, they're the big conglomerate, blah, 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 blah. It's not quite as simple as that. Yeah. And this will have a massive, if they do go under, this will have a massively detrimental effect on physical music, mm. certainly in the UK and probably worldwide in some cases, uh, as to whether like I said, whether bands even bother to release a CD or even a vinyl. Yeah. And I that And that's that less money sucks. as well if you're just relying on streaming or if you're yeah. just relying on people buying, you know. And it means we potentially will lose more bands. And yep. So, yeah, whatever happens, just buy it. Like, I think you should support the things you um, like. Yeah, I, so some pe- I was talking about this a little bit over Christmas and some people were like, well, I always di- buy direct from the bands and stuff like that. And, and that's wicked as well. Mm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not kind of, I don't want to call out, I don't want to be like, if you've not shopped at HMV, you're a bastard and you're part of the, I don't want to be like that. It's not nah. as simple as that. But um, but if you're kind of going, oh, who who gives a fuck about HMV going? It, it really isn't <laughs> as simple as that when a third of physical music sales comes from hmv do you know what i mean Mm. it's a lot bleaker than than that yeah okay well we shall see Mm. we're probably going to return to this because hmv is either going to go 
be gone or it's going to get saved. Yeah. And yeah. we'll talk about it either way. Let's hope it gets saved. Right, let's do the trade-off, Renfrey. Last trade week, off. you gave me Sits in a Glass by Agnes Obel, mm-hmm. who I spelt in a variety of different ways <laughs> before, uh, all of them wrong, before actually finding it and then asking you how to spell it and then about a minute before you told me I found it okay so I just felt like a bit of an idiot um, if it's only consolation I spelt Kruger in, in a, a couple of different ways as well did you yeah well there's a bloody rapper called Kruger who's getting yes, in the, in the yes, way yes I've noticed that and also um, uh, I, this is not to, uh, to 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 call you out or anything but last wow. week I was like is it Kruger is in Freddy and you said yes yeah. but it isn't and I'm only saying that because people might not be able to find it it's otherwise Car- it's K-R-U-G-E-R that's right and Freddy Krueger is K-R-U-E-G-E-R oh is it I believe yeah. yeah so I didn't know that either I discovered it yeah. but I'm only saying that Silly for the purposes of, okay so, yeah. fair enough yeah. well anyway um, Agnes Obel who I know nothing about mm-hmm. I don't even know the name right um so it's agnes over yeah yeah i do now oh, I see. <laughs> right, right. um uh yeah i've been calling her martin spackton all week. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder no one can find i couldn't find her album in hmv um i bought a hello kitty bag instead uh so no i I don't know anything about this artist. I don't know anything about her at all. I've got well country. I don't know anything about this artist. <laughs> I don't know uh, anything about her. I don't know anything about her. Get Just give me a cider and I'll get out of here. Just get her out of my field. Um, <laughs> but as soon as the album came on, yep. I knew a bunch of the songs. Yeah. So what's that about? What's that about? Um, they've been on telly programs. programs. I was going to say, I thought to myself, she must have stuff that's been used on the television. Um, she is the kind <laughs> of artist that would... Uh, soundtrack uh, Broadchurch Broadchurch Silent Witness uh, Norwegian uh, Wood <laughs> I was no, no not Norwegian I mean kind of Scandi like The Killing The Killing yeah. all the stuff that I don't watch so how do, oh, I, okay. so how do I know these, these songs <coughs> potentially anyway? adverts for adverts it? probably adverts good <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, she's, I think she's had stuff on car adverts and stuff like that. Yeah. They never put her voice in, which is really annoying, but she does keep cropping up in adverts. Yeah, I stuff. think she yeah, gets. Yeah. I think she must have been played on Six Music by someone like Lauren Laverne that at some point as well. That is super likely. Yeah. I reckon she's quite Six Music-y, I yeah. would say. Mm, okay. She is, yeah. And um, and it was the sort of thing where we've talked a lot about, we've come in and, and sort of a bunch of, uh, I'm not going to say similar, but a bunch of um, a scene of sort of heavy but very very hauntingly melodic female vocalists are currently our jam mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and you know they are we don't need to reel them yeah. off but you know the ones that we're talking about yeah. um, and I thought oh maybe that's what this is but it's not really is it no in fact I would say that this is those artists if you took all the heavy stuff and all the kind of metal and alternative, like, I don't want to make a sound like she's not alternative. But if you took all the, the heavy rock-based guitar stuff away from Chelsea Wolfe, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like this in my head is what she'd sound like. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. But that's good. Not a good, not, 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 not a good not, thing, not, not a bad, bad thing. thing. Not a bad yeah. thing at all. Like, but And it's very ethereal. It's really Super nice. Super ethereal. Very it doesn't nice. feel threatening in the way that those other artists do. No. It's, uh, it, you can almost imagine her playing this music in a wood. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, it feels more like linear as some sort of pop song. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, nice, serious pop music. But it's, I'm not. I'm not afraid to use the word pop. Like I, a, it's not a dirty word. I and don't think it's inaccurate to describe this as pop music. It's no. dark pop music. Yeah, dark pop. But like, so's the cure. Absolutely. Um, I think I gave you Zola Jesus a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and I think I don't think Zola Jesus and Agnes Obel sound exactly the same at no, all. No, I don't. But I think they. You could argue that both are dark pop mm. solo female artists. Blah blah blah. Um, so. Yes, I, I yeah, I agree with all of that. She she's not she's not a rock artist. No. Um in as a matter of fact, I mean you would find her in like rock and pop in uh yeah, in um H uh, and or whatever. But she or has whatever, what you go to our price, <laughs> Um but she has more in common with <coughs> classical music, I would say. Um, I would say so. Um, especially, I mean, this this that album. I gave you her latest just because I think it's the most interesting and most uh, avert and wibbly wobbly and stuff. But like her first album, Philly Harmonics, is it has a lot of like strings and um, classical elements to it, D- done with pop structures. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she there's definitely a, a classical bent to it. Saying that though, hello, don't I remind me of Nine Inch Nails? You know when Reznor goes really, really melodic and he uses odds keys. He doesn't... You know when it will sort of... He'll deliberately skew the the progression of the... Do you know what I mean? It will go... If something goes... Rather than like la, 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 he goes la, 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 like Ooh. or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. me being... I've not never. a very good musician. But I, I she thought does, it was beautiful. Thank you. But she does do that. She puts a kind of beat and a backbone behind something and then she puts odd little... Odd little bit... There's a song in it called um, Golden Green uh-huh. and it swerves around like the stuff on top of it swerves around all over the place yeah and i was like this is so fucking resner yeah and he's I, the only other person that can do that i've i thought so i was i was very very impressed with her um her mind i have never made that connection but i think that's very good i've never and and some people might check this out and go nine inch nails what are yeah, you on you, about but I, I do understand exactly yeah. what you're talking about yeah. yes that's that's almost just a slight obliqueness which makes it go in a weird direction which just uneases you slightly maybe yeah. so it, um, it's and it's nice and it sounds lovely and it sounds really beautiful and it's poppy and it's not catchy but it's wistful and beautiful yeah but there's something a bit skewed about it yeah there's it's a like great- an Edvard Munch uh, <laughs> yes, painting. actually, that's yeah, that's really good. It's it does feel very. I mean, I I I, th- I think she's an amazing artist, and she's brilliant to just. Sometimes I put on about I, I go on about putting records on. They just change the atmosphere in a room, and I think all three of her albums do that hmm. beautifully. Um, she does. She makes unusual choices as well that I really like. Um, can you quickly tell me the name of track two on the record? Track two is called Familiar. Familiar. So on, that was one I recognised. On Familiar, um, she uses this very weird vocal uh, vocal effect, I guess, where her <coughs> vocals get very like they go down an octave and um, sort of. They sound like they're going through a wave machine almost. I, I, I've, I don't think I've ever heard it before, and I don't know what it is, but it's brilliantly, brilliantly used. 
Um, and I just love, I love her experimentation and what she does. And I think she sounds really quite um, unique mm. and quite different to anything I've ever heard before. Um, David Lynch has remixed some of her stuff. Ah. So Lynch is a fan. Yeah. Um, and she's brilliant. All three of her records are amazing. I gave you that one just because, as I said, I think it's the most experimental and interesting. Mm. Um, I don't even know if it's the best. I would on, honestly, I love all three of them. Um, her previous record, Aventine, is also amazing. And I struggled between, I literally A-B'd them to decide which one to give you and just went with Stretch Your Eyes because I was like, it's a bit weirder, but right. they're both amazing. Um, Aventine's far more piano led, but it's also wonderful. Right. Her debut's amazing. Uh, that's Philharmonics. Um, I don't, yeah, she's Danish. She wears ni- nice knitwear. Don't know what else. She's just brilliant. I've it's never really seen good. Her, yeah, I've never seen her live. Really I really good. want to see her live. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was fucking great. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. And it's really very, very different from the sort of thing that I would usually find. It's funny we were talking about Kate Bush earlier when she's got a bit of Kate Bush. Absolutely. That, that kind of, that Kate Bush, Tori Amos li- lineage, she very much feels part of that. So if you're a fan of, of those kind of artists, then you would do yourself, um, you'd do well to go and check this out. She's That's Citizen of Glass she's by Agnes O'Bell. She is, uh, when we started this podcast, she is an artist that I was like, I want to talk about Agnes O'Bell because I don't, no i don't know where she fits and yeah. i think that's exactly the music that i want to champion the most mm. on what we do artists where you don't know exactly where they fit so right yeah that's good so there you go i'll say it again that was citizen of glass by agnes obel uh i gave you adam and steve by kruger yes from 2014 um renfrey hello i'll tell you about them in a minute unless you know about them or i don't really know i know bits and pieces oh do you now okay good well, go I, des- on. I decided to not go too far into it because i thought you'd tell me yeah. more, more about it um i mean let's just get out of the way i really like this mm. um i purchased it after uh, halfway through the second song nice <laughs> so i i have a copy winging its way to me sweet uh, i really like it yeah, it's good right uh, really it's awesome mm. um i'm kind of annoyed i'd never heard of them yeah um they're on listenable records which <coughs> for those uh, it, it's a french label right mm-hmm. for those who don't know listenable released the first four gojira albums they did yeah it was up to the way of all flesh, wasn't it? And then Roadrunner took over. Oh yeah, Roadrunner came along on the way of all flesh. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first. Is that right? Okay. That's the first. No, hold on. That's the first. They one, released two. Terror and Cost. Three. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. They released. They released the few first few Gojira yeah. records. So uh, this doesn't sound like Gojira, but it no, does no. sound very fucking good. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, it has been. I've seen descriptions saying post metal not entirely inaccurate no. sludge yeah. definitely a sludgy element mm-hmm. uh what else did i see uh oh um um like black and roll which i wasn't quite sure mm, about a, a straight hardcore oh, okay. kind of he- heavier hardcore i think they've got a, they've got a punky th- why i thought of this actually because when i was listening to rough hands last week and we were saying there's not many bands that do can meld punk and something a bit more expansive yeah like cult of luna and isis mixed yes. with almost like Scandi rock maybe not kind of not. I'm not thinking Backyard Baby Scandi rock it's kind but of like, meanness a little bit of yeah, meanness in a there maybe a little bit of that yeah and um, I, so I got sent this in 2014 and I had no 
platform like this. I did have a platform. I had. I was on uh, Team. I was doing a breakfast show on Team Rock Radio. I could not have played this. Someone turned over once because we were playing Faith No More, and he was like, "Why are you playing this weird niche shit?" And I was like, "Mate, this is epic." My Faith No More. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Oh my God. Anyway, um, that's another story. But yeah, I, I I got sent this because obviously I was still writing for Hammer at the time. And it, I, put, I think I put it like number nine, my albums of the year. So it got in the top ten of my albums of the cool. year that year. And you think that's, I think it was above The Satanist, which wow. was mad at the time. And there were a bunch of records, like 2014, not a vintage year, admittedly. But there was a bunch of cool stuff that came out that year. And um, the Electric Wizard album that was out that year was really good. Destrage album was really good. Um, Against Me's album that came out was really good. Marmoset's debut album came out that year as well. So like there was, there was a Rancid album out, which I, you know, they're rancid. I'm going <laughs> to love it, aren't I? Um, so, yeah, so there was a bunch of cool stuff that came out that year. Um, I think Blood Mantra by Decapitate came out as well. And I was um, I was well into this. I thought it was fucking great. And I was like, oh, you know, and I sort of said to um, a few of the guys at Hammer, like, be good to get them in the, like, be good to try and push this band. I think they're fucking wicked. And I think the people that like this sort of thing will really, really like it. And then they were like, oh, they've just split up. I found out they just split they up. They split up in 2015, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So they split up like pretty much four, five months after this record came out. I was really annoyed when I found out they split up <coughs> because yeah. I was like, oh, brilliant. I hope there's more of this. And there is mm. more of it because they did some stuff beforehand. Yeah, they did, yeah. Pain in the ass to find. It is a pain online. Ass to find. But, um, but, um, yeah, uh, I was really pissed off when I yeah. found out they split up. So it's great. It's really fucking heavy. It's really weird. It's um, well, not even weird. It's just disorientating, isn't it? It's, it's just difficult. To, it's just difficult to put your finger on what it is. Like, like yeah. I was listening to the whole thing, and I was just the whole way through. I was trying to figure out what would you call this, and I mm. can't put an accurate script on it. Which, again, just like the Agnes Obel thing, that's exactly what I want this platform to champion. So that's brilliant. Did you get the the subtext of what it's all about as well? No. So it's a pro-homosexuality album. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so Adam and Steve are an yeah. item, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really wicked thing to write a, like, fucking unbelievably heavy metal record about. That's cool. Um, mm. I, I, No, I, I had no idea. I think I was too busy sort of trying to figure out what it was musically rather than listening to it lyrically. Yeah. But, um, no, that's cool. I mean, the I like first that. song's called Bottoms Up. They're not ah. being subtle about it, Renfrew, <laughs> okay. at all. Well, um, it yeah. could be a drink. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Uh, yeah okay. uh, but yeah, they're not being, but I, I read some of the press release at the time and I was like, fucking wicked. I can't remember exactly what they said, but like, I do remember being, that is really, really cool. So yeah. anyway, I like it a lot. And they're from Switzerland. Switzerland, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've written down a quick list of bands off the top of my head that have come out of Switzerland. Favez, Canute, Bolzer, Young Gods, Unhold, and of course, Celtic Frost as well. Uh-huh. Celtic Frost and all the various things. No one ever mentions Switzerland as a kind of a place where good heavy music gets made. Mm. But it does. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've just named a bunch of bands that are great. Yeah. Um, do they have a connection with Canute? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, I kept seeing Canute coming up a lot and I didn't really think they sounded like Canute. Mm. So um, I thought you might know, but uh, yeah. Um, again, it's another it's another classic Steve band in that it's hard to find information on them. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but yes, no, there's loads of great music for Switzerland. I suppose, I don't know, there, there isn't like a big connection between those bands, I guess. And, no, and, not and, particularly. I mean, Young Gods and... 
Celtic Frost and Favez all sound yeah. like barely got anything to do with each other. But the press like to put things into <laughs> scenes, mm. hence grunge and all that kind of thing, even though yeah. they don't all sound alike and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's got something to do with it. Um, they're all cut. I mean, Celtic Frost are very different. Uh, time uh, when they were like massive to massive in the grand in the in relative terms um then then this or anything like that so maybe yeah, it's that yeah. i know yeah. this came comes from that came from a completely different era but yeah, I was just yeah, saying, yeah. You know, and there's a few others as well i mean like samael as well like uh, uh from not that i'm a big fan there's a bunch of bands like i think coroner as well i'm not a big fan of but there's a couple bunch of like metal bands that have come out of switzerland and it doesn't really get spoken about that what much. is it about switzerland then eh because it's snowy it's icy it's yeah, cold maybe. it's just like norway Neutral. it's just like norway I, that's based on absolutely no information whatsoever just like norway <laughs> <laughs> norway with toblerones isn't it yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is uh, um, but anyway yeah it's good um i I'm really liked like it. it i really liked it and um i've i've purchased a few of these trade-offs mm. but i've never purchased Clawfinger, one gravity kills uh, yeah. the mm-hmm. but um but i've never purchased one before i've even finished listening to the whole thing okay. i just i just after a track and a half i just went yep i know i'm gonna like that bye okay no, cool it. it's great so that is adam and steve by the band kruger k-r-u-g-e-r they get lumped in with some rapper on apple music and spotify if you want to go and look for it but it's bloody good it's, it's got great. an apple on the front cover it's really good so you know what you're looking for uh next week Renfrey. oh yeah right now do you like how much do you know about prince well i mean you obviously know something but how much do you do you listen to prince uh, not really have you ever listened to a Prince album? Yes, Purple Rain. Just Purple Rain. The Batman soundtrack. Fuck it. Okay, I was going to give you the ba- <laughs> I was going to give you the Batman soundtrack. So I listened to it the other day. I was like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> this record. But if you've listened to it, I won't um, give it to you. I mean, it's been years since I have. Oh, I should but... give you that. It's. Do you want the Batman soundtrack? I would love to do the Batman soundtrack. I probably. Uh, you know what? I was probably age-wise. I was probably in single digits the last time I listened to the ba- Batman soundtrack. So if okay. you really wanted to give me the Batman soundtrack, you could. Okay. Um, I've got something which is far less mental, uh, like to give it to you if 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 you think it's something you know about already. What can you remember? Sing everything you can remember rem- from the Batman soundtrack now. Oh, um, there was something about a dance, Devil's Dance. Is uh, you know fuck all about it. Okay, it? yeah, if that's all you know. It's a long time. All oh, right, was... you're getting the Batman soundtrack. Okay, now. the Batman Good. soundtrack. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I uh, um, I think I'm going to continue because it's uh, cold and it's January. It's a good time for like weird singer-songwriter types. So I'm going to continue down that vein if you don't mind. Do what you want, mate. Do you want, mate. Um, I'm going to give you Perfect Darkness by Fink. Okay. Fink as in F-I-N-K? F-I-N-K. As in Batfink? Uh, sure. If you like. Good. All right, so... Perfect rain. Perfect darkness. Perfect darkness. I'm thinking purple rain. <laughs> uh, perfect darkness by Think and, and the soundtrack to Batman. Tim Burton's 1989 yeah, Batman, Batman film OST yeah, by okay. Prince, yeah. which was the first album I ever bought. And ah, we'll talk about okay. that in a little bit, but that's it. So we'll be doing them next week. Um, let's do some reviews. So let's kick it off with Swerve Driver. Now this isn't actually out until next week. In fact, it uh, might be the twenty fifth. Uh, it's out on the twenty fifth. Yeah, it's out on the twenty fifth of January. It is their sixth album. Six albums in twenty eight years. Seems uh-huh. a bit 
tardy on their part. Well, they it? did Remember, split up for They a did long split time. up for, yeah, for 10 years. They split up for 10 years. That's still, all right, well, if we take 10, that's six albums in 18 years. Yeah, okay, that's not yeah, so bad. Yeah, that's not too uh, bad. They've only done two. This is only their second in the last 10 or so. Yeah, okay. So it's been three years since the last one. And um, yeah, it's one of those weird ones, I think, with this, because we had this with Interpol. Yes. You know when a band reform? Yes. And everyone goes, wow, they're back. Yeah. yeah. And then, and they kind of, I mean, they reformed in 2008. So they've been back. So I've driven them back over 10 years now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. They, they pissed about, well, I say pissed about, that's unfair. They they played live a lot. It's like what a lot of bands <laughs> do. It seems like the thing to do now, isn't it? Yeah. Come back and Come don't back, release an album play, for a while. Well, play live a lot. I, th- I, th- I think it's sensible in a way because you want to yeah, get at back. first, yeah. people want to see you live. They just want to see you live. And also, also, you probably just want to figure out, I, I don't know the circumstances behind Swerve Driver splitting up initially, but you probably just want to figure out if like, you're still mates again and stuff yeah. and it's going to actually work or not. So, playing, doing a couple of tours before going and jumping in and making a new album does make sense. Um, I think so. Which is exactly what they did. It is, is what they've done. But the, the problem with that is, is you wait six years until you put the first album out and people go like oh, yeah they're back yeah they're back oh they played live oh great nostalgia oh I don't want to just be nostalgia you better release an album oh they've done it they're properly back now they've released an album and then you've got to follow that album up and that's hard yeah I think that's one of the most difficult things and we said it with the Interpol album you know they only went away for about five years or so and then they came back and did an album and it all felt a bit like you're sort of done again now mm. like when the second one came out um but I have it, to say to be fair it wasn't very good yeah exactly you, you better release a good album mm, mm. and to be fair I think for what Swerve Driver do this is a pretty good album it's alright isn't it yeah I quite like it yeah um, should we give a bit of context just for people some people might not have a clue yes, who Swerve Driver are so Swerve Driver are I guess one of the originators of the shoegaze scene yeah uh, back in the day most people used to call it dream pop but uh, they would have been... Well, shoegaze was almost a kind of derogatory term at that point. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, absolutely. I, I think that's when what they used, that was kind of a stick used to beat <coughs> bands to beat like Ride and Lush and um, My Bloody Valentine. A hundred percent. Well, the, all those bands you just mentioned, My Bloody Valentine, uh, Slow Dive were part yeah, of this uh, thing as well. And um, But obviously, it, they're from Oxford. It's quite an interesting thing to talk about now because obviously there's a huge... Uh, I mean, the resurgence. Scene, resurgence that's that. I was looking for a reword and I couldn't remember what it was, but resurgence is exactly what it was. What it was. So uh, there's a huge, huge resurgence with this sort of thing with like nothing and uh, the whole black title fight. Scene. Well, and the, oh yeah, I was going to go yeah, on the yeah, black yeah. scene as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so having Swerve Driver back is a great thing because they were. Uh, did, did you like Swerve Driver back in the day? Um, not really. I didn't okay. really like this sort of thing back in the day. Okay. I, I mean, I have to say, out of all of them, they were the ones that I could stomach the most. They were probably the rockiest. They definitely were, yeah. Yes. I mean, they toured with Smashing Pumpkins. They, they toured with Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they toured with Soundgarden on Bad Motorfinger. Oh, and oh, they toured with Smashing Pumpkins on Siamese Dream, yeah. which would have been good as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah and they just spoke about like how much they like the Stooges and stuff yeah whereas I think a lot of the other bands of that ilk were more interested in talking about you know um, 
what they called Nico and the Velvet Underground and, yeah. and that sort yeah. of stuff. And yeah. that felt like that's more where those bands were looking. I would say if My Bloody Valentine were the indie version, um, Swerve Driver were the rock version. Yeah. You know? Um, I personally think their second album, Mezcal Heads, is um, fucking awesome. Uh, I really love it. Um, I can sort of take a, <laughs> take a leave a lot of their other stuff, but I really, really love Mezcal Head. It's also got, oh fuck, what's their big song? Pump, Ride, Ah. Um, do you know the massive song? I don't know. I, I mean, to be honest. Duel. Sorry, it's called Duel. Duel. Um, it's got Duel on, which is one of those songs which you just might know because it's been on like video game soundtracks and all sorts of things. Bloody, yeah. bloody, blah. Um, I don't think this new album, Future Ruins is as good as that record but i do really like it for the most part um it's very i don't know how to say this without it sounding mean it's quite it's quite one note in that it doesn't change all that much throughout it which i think swerve driver were better at doing in the past yeah um and it isn't quite as rocky as they used to be either that's definitely true is um not a Mass. I mean, I suppose that's a good thing in a sense because you don't want them to, uh, you don't want them to fake that kind of thing. No. Um, but I, I missed the distortion a little bit. Mm. That said, some of these songs are really, really good. In they fact, are, yeah. I like I like most of them. It's ten tracks. Um, I should also say, actually, just because um, any opportunity I can get to mention Mogwai, this is actually released on Rock Action, which is Mogwai's record label is it i didn't know that lovely stuff um i really really love the ascending uh the title track future ruins is brilliant spiked flower drone um, lover i like that's the one you've, you've kind of gone in the middle of the one that that's probably my favorite oh, one on the, on the record okay yeah, yeah. well that's, that's fine you don't have to like it I'm just saying <laughs> no like, no, no i do I like. the only one I, I to be honest there was only one track that really didn't do anything for me which was um uh, everybody's going somewhere and no one's going anywhere which ironically i thought didn't really go anywhere <laughs> yeah um um but that's one track out of nine. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's a mood album in that it 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 has a mood and sort of sticks with it. But yeah, it I does. don't really. That's not a bad thing if you like this kind of thing. If you like, if you don't like shoegaze, you are not going to like this. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a hard time <laughs> yeah, if you're not yeah. into this type of music for sure. But if you are into this type of music, there's worse places you could go. I think there is. Yeah, I mean, I think like the the problem with it is is that. When we talked about um, uh, what was that album that we did at the end of the year? Um, oh my God, I, their name of the band has completely escaped me at the moment. But Honey Blush? No, that's not what they're called. Honey Blush. What's that band? They got a pink cover. Everything is pink. Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi. Sunset, Sunset Blush is Sunset the name Blush. of the album. Yes, Kississippi. that's it. Mississippi. Yeah. So when we talk about like, an album like Sunset Blush, it just feels a little bit more. Mm, dexterous I mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. I don't think it's exactly the same thing as this no 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 but that because Kississippi I would say is more dream pop yeah and this is more shoegaze Ooh, I mean okay. I'm you know cool. s- semantics but but yeah I mean uh, maybe you are in a better position to be able to do that to that dissection than I am to possibly be oh damn it I don't know how I can describe why those are I different mean, my, but my point was mm, sorry, in yeah. whether they're different or not mm. they're certainly similarly paced sure similarly um expansive yeah. similarly uh produced yeah, um, yeah. they use t- tonally they're quite similar as well yes um 
But they evoke very different feelings in me. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I prefer the Kississippi record, yeah. as it sounds like you do as well. I would say Kississippi is tonally very similar to this Swerve Driver record, but I wouldn't say it's similar to Swerve Driver's old stuff. No, no, no. I, I To be um, honest, I wouldn't either, to be honest. Yeah. From the very, very... I, I've not listened to Swerve Driver for fucking ages, and mm. it would be like a few songs here and there or maybe one album that got played in someone's bedroom when I was mm. at university or whatever but so I'm not really a massive I'm not really one to comment on their back catalogue on what's better and this and that but I kind of know what I thought they sounded like yeah and it was a bit more like you say there's a bit more gruffness there was to more it. grit yeah back in the but, day. That, but that being said this is actually a very enjoyable record yeah it's a nice way to spend 40 minutes yeah and you know like you you just mentioned sort of four or five tracks that you said are, are really good i mean i think from one to six mm-hmm. i mean yeah without everybody's going somewhere and um when you get to that point everything up until that point is is great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's I, great. I agree it's only when it kind of goes from that song and i think golden remedy's good like mm-hmm. you know it's good it's a good record tails off a little bit but towards it, it the does end, i think it saying. definitely yeah. tails off and it but it's only 40 minutes i think you know the first 25 minutes of it is it 40 yeah minutes? i it's thought 40. it was 47 but i i might be okay well it's 40 it's, it's quite short yeah so. it's not it's quite short especially for this sort of thing which you as well now in the world of like when we listen to stuff like death heaven um mm-hmm. and you know we were talking about holy fawn last week mm-hmm. you have take elements of this i just think that people have kind of taken this, this, this sort of thing and they've run quite far with it. So when you get one of the originators, do you know what it was like? And this is going to be quite a weird comparison. It's like listening to Dub War after you've got Skin Dread. <laughs> okay, I understand Do you know what, what you I mean, mean by that? Because <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. I used to think, oh my God, Dub War, they're amazing, they're incredible. And, uh, yeah. And you listen to Skin Dread and you yeah. go, well, Skin Dread, are... you go back and listen to Dub War having heard Skin Dread and you're like, it's a lit, it's yeah. like the ideas are there. Yeah. Yeah. The ideas are good, and the, and it probably and, and it did sound exciting and fresh at the time, but we've moved on a little bit. Yeah, um, I I do see what you mean. Uh, maybe because I'm a bit keener on Swerve Driver, or, or, or I would I would consider myself a Swerve Driver <laughs> fan, uh-huh. where it sounds like you're at best a casual, mm. um, and uh, so that that mildly stings me but yes I but I don't actually disagree with you yeah, yeah I know what you mean mm. but it's good overall yeah it's like cool. it's a good record like as far, I, as far as you know as far as this second second comeback quote-unquote record thing goes there's been a lot worse oh, far, far 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 awful yeah. much 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 worse ones and this is certainly not a record which is tainting their legacy in any way shape or form no. if you're new to Swerve Driver I really like please just go to Mezgal Head because it's it's still upholds brilliantly and it was remastered in 2008 when they initially reformed and the remaster sounds fucking amazing. I might do that, you know? Yeah. Because this has made me want to sort of listen to them properly because they've always, like I say, they've always been a band who I've heard a song here and there from and I heard, and you know, I was, as, a, as, a, as an angry young man who liked sort of rock music, mm. I did not want to like any of it like sure. ride, ride and you know teenage fan club yep. and yep. all of that stuff that happened in the, the sort of early 90s it just felt wet to sure. me do you know what sure, I mean yeah, yeah, and yeah. they were one of the ones that I went okay well it's not wet but it's still not enough yeah yeah so well, Mezcal Head it's got a bull on the cover and um, the remastered re-expanded edition has an additional four tracks on it and it's about 75 minutes the expanded version but I will say I, I, 
I actually um, this morning um, I was listening to this new Swerve Drive record, Swerve Drive record for the fifth or sixth time or whatever, and I was like, I still couldn't quite put my put my finger on how much I liked it or didn't like it. So I listened to Mezcalhead immediately after, which put it into quite stark perspective that um, it really isn't as good as they used to be. Or, or, or it isn't as good as they used to be at their peak, I should say. Uh, although, how many bands are that far down many. their line? So, so whilst that was a bit of an unfair comparison, I would say that Mezcal Head is, is um, you know, much better record than this. But um, this is still really good. It doesn't take their legacy. And yes, please listen to Mezcal Head. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. So experimental and weird. And it's like Queens of the Stone Age doing, uh, doing shoegaze. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. Anyway, that's um, Future Ruins by Swerve Driver, which is out on the 25th of January, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. So you've got a couple of weeks to wait. But of course, you don't actually have to wait if you want to steal from the band like Renfrey has. Um, that's fine. Such a big fan. He thought he'd like literally scrape food out of their child's mouth. And <laughs> take it and put it in his filthy pockets. Um or something like that <laughs> sure <yeah. laughs> alright so we've only got one other album to review and then next week we will kick off properly we're regarding like a full load of reviews and stuff but oh, it's going to be busier from next week yeah, it's going to be busy next week yeah um, but we'll leave you with this it's um, Verk Igleheten is that how you say it let me try it again Verk shouldn't have bothered should I <laughs> uh, it's Soilwork it's the new album from Soilwork it's called Verk Lig. Hetten, Verglick Hetten. It means reality. Reality, yeah. Reality. Rea- so let's just call it that. Reality by Soilwork. <laughs> so the influential Swedish Mellow Death lads are back lads. with lads, their lads, lads. 11th album, the follow up to Ride Majestic of 2015. Renfrey, you don't strike me as a sort of person, um, and you didn't even before last week when you poo pooed the idea of us reviewing this record before you'd even heard it um you don't strike me as the sort of person who would enjoy soil work um ah oh, how can i word this so uh, that's not <laughs> no 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 well I, I think what it is right i'm a metalhead i like metal of course you do you metalhead you like metal mm-hmm. um this is the case of many genres of course but i just feel like there are so many bands that are just taking up room (laughs) Wow! (laughs) who who are kind of there to fill an afternoon slot on a european festival or download or whatever and they have just enough going on to um, differentiate themselves amongst their peers where you can go oh yeah they're that band that kind of do that thing they've released one or two great records mm-hmm. and then almost like like eight or nine completely average records mm. and I think I had not a meltdown last week but I did go a bit like ah because I suppose we've always said with this what we're doing here is like trying to like talk about acts that we think are really um, different. There's nothing out, mate. And, uh, well, <laughs> admittedly, admittedly, there is nothing out, so we'll just have to talk about soil work. But you know, you know, like those bands, like it's like Children of Bottom or like uh, just just a million bands who just have kind of 
haven't really changed massively. They occasionally. What was the album that saw work? That saw like the two albums ago. They actually released one which was really decent. Um, was that the Panic broadcast or the Living Infinite? Live, the Living Infinite. Living right. Infinite was really good. What was it? Well, you bloody hell. Um, and I quite like. I think it's their third one as well. Now I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I've listened to all eleven Soil Work albums because I haven't. But from what I hear, why do you hate metal so much? <laughs> <laughs> they kind of do variations on. They've done variations on the same thing for eleven uh, for, uh, for eleven albums and. God, how long have they been going on? 1995. 1995. Fuck it, fuck me. That's 23 years, isn't it? 24 yeah, 24 years. 24 years. Is there anything wrong with that inherently? No. But um, it's also not what excites me. Mm. Yeah. Am I being unfair? And I'm, well, I, I'm asking you uh, this, and I'm also asking everyone out here because I know I've had one or two tweets. I'm going to talk week. about what people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are going to say go on, about go on. this? Just rip me apart for a few minutes. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. I think it's it's a little bit unfair um, okay. to dismiss a band like Soilwork, who I think the scene that they came from mm. in Sweden in the mid '90s, when you think of you know Dark Tranquility and the Gathering and At the Gates, and particularly. In Flames. In Flames, yeah. In Flames, who we will be reviewing their new album yes, as well. Yes, we will. Because I think it's important to have a spread of yeah. bands who are important. We will review I, their new album. I actually think Soilwork are a, a a band who are influential beyond their commercial popularity. I certainly think at the beginning of their career, they were yeah. doing something that only a few other bands were doing. If you look at the the sort of the you know not that I'm being particularly like yes great modern metalcore hooray and I know you're certainly not doing that <laughs> um, but they had four albums out before Alive or Just Breathing came out yeah 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 so you know totally. like and when you listen to what they've done there's a few I think like Stabbing the Drama was a one and that's not even a particularly liked Soilwork album but mm. you're right yeah they're not a band who I want to listen to all of their back catalogue. I don't need 11 Soilwork albums. Absolutely not. I but I need a couple. I don't even need a couple. I want a couple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take a couple. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's about finding those, back, those, yeah. those ones that you like. And Or, you know, at this point, I think if you put on Soilwork Essentials on Apple Music or if you found This Is Soilwork on on Spotify, you'd I think probably you'd have a decent have, time. I think it'd be pretty good. And I suppose actually that's quite a good argument for putting them on in on an afternoon slot in download. I get on, yeah. on download. I guess. Yeah. I guess that is a very good point. Yeah. Can they um, add any extra songs to their live set from this record, which will enhance their live set? That you go, I'd like to hear that live. And on this record, I think they can. To be honest, really? Yeah. I do. I okay. think. There's, I, I. I think this is an. I think this is a pretty good album for what for what it is. Okay. What it is is a type of metal which has now been around for twenty five years or yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and has long since um, has battered the parameters back and forth as to what it is and what it can do. Yeah. Musically and in terms of. Uh, the, the type of experimentation that it wants to take it doesn't really want to do that and I don't really think we should judge it on that I mean it is hard no. to do that it is hard to do that when you look at the scope and breadth of what heavy music can do in 2019 and to then look at soil work and go 
what are you bringing to the party when we've got Bayamoth and we've got Conjurer and we've got Employed to Serve and we've got Code yeah. Orange and we've got all this other stuff. Which I suppose is, that is where I'm coming from, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, and, that's, and I, I think guess. that's fine. But I think their response to that would be, we love heavy metal, we want to play heavy metal, we've been playing, like, when we came out, you know, let's see if those bands last 28, sure. 28 years or and, 23 and years. And for some people, that's enough. And that's I mean, fine. Already have, but you know what I mean. And I and I'm not discrediting those people or those people's opinions or anything like that. Um, I think there's an argument for burning bright and disappearing. Of course there is. Of course there is. Of course there is. I mean, you know, that's where that's what I. If I was in a band, that's what I'd rather do. But yeah. then I think if you really, really love being in a metal band, sure. and you really like, they're playing Bloodstock. I want to go watch them at Bloodstock. I think it'd be fucking cool. I think it'd be cool to watch it with Bloodstock. I think, and you know, bleed a display, bleed a despoiler from this album. I want that in a set of Bloodstock. I want the Wolves are back in town in, at Bloodstock as well. Oh, right, there's okay. you know, there's a whole bunch of, like the first track Arrival's really good. Full Moon Shoals yeah. is good. You know, like I, I, I did, I quite, I enjoyed the first half of this album mm. as much as I can enjoy this kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, I it's nearly an hour. It. It's 10 minutes short of being an hour. It's 12 tracks. Yeah, it was too long. If it is eight, well, again, yeah, 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 it is yeah. too long. And, you know, it doesn't do... There's, like, there's actually, there is a version which has a bonus EP which makes it 15 tracks. Bloody hell. Shush, not enough. No, no. not shush to you. Shush, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Not, not entirely. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just earlier. But it's, you know, it's... um. <laughs> It's the kind of the style of melodic death metal metalcore that they helped popularize and invent. Sure, um, sure, sure. Done to a pretty good standard, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I guess that's the thing. There's nothing inherently wrong with this record, <coughs> but I suppose maybe I'm just being snobby, and maybe I'm just being <coughs> a, a critique, a critic about it. I don't know. Here's what I will say, though, if Go I do on. have a criticism, and it's not even of the album, because I think the album's perfectly acceptable, although it's a bit long. That's my... That's the thing, though, isn't it? It's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, but maybe there's a few tracks on this. I think what I'm going to do is, it's on my phone at the moment, I'll probably delete <coughs> seven of yeah. the yeah, 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 12 yeah. songs off it, and I'll just listen to four of them. And I'll probably mm-hmm. just be walking around one day, and I'll go, I'm going to whack that song from that soil work mm-hmm, album on. Mm-hmm, and I probably mm-hmm, will do that, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the good tracks on it are really fucking good. They're sure. really good. sure. Here's what's going to happen, though, Renfrey. Hello. Here's what I think is going to happen with this record. So, in no way, shape, or form should people that have a rounded, broad, expansive, intelligent, and open-minded view of music be having this anywhere near their top 20-whatever albums of the year when we get to the end of 2019. And that seems like quite a long way away. Uh But I'm going to call it right now. Obviously, this isn't getting into my top 20. It's definitely not it's getting not into getting yours. It's not getting into mine, no. It's not getting into... The, it might get into the top 50 at Metal Hammer, maybe. Maybe. I can see it being Possibly. 47 kind of thing. It's a 47 in the top yeah, 50. Yeah, it is, no, yeah. Like, yeah. From a few people who have just like gone, oh, I can't think of anything else. I'm going to put it at number 15. <laughs> and, um, and, and it is. And, but you watch, right? There'll be a bunch of people on the internet when those lists come in, right? When they come in at the end of the year, there'll be a bunch of people who... <laughs> have got like dyed blonde mohawks and chin beards and they're wearing five finger death punch hockey tops <laughs> and they will go you fucking idiots don't know anything about metal where's the soil work the soil work album was amazing that's my favorite album of the year 
that's going to happen. And I can't bear that. Are, they, are, are, are they that beloved? I'm, I didn't really know this. It was, there's, there's been a few of them. There's been a few. Every year you get an album which is unbelievably average. Right. Unbelievably average. Yeah. Just like stompy, stompy metal. And you see people on various Facebook pages and on the internet going, why has everyone been ignoring Machine Messiah by Sepultura? Because like, <laughs> it's fucking average as fuck. That's why. Yeah. Why has everyone been ignoring... Um, let's think of one from this year. Um, I can't think of any. Why has everyone been ignoring the Carnifex out? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. average, mate. And yeah. they've got nothing... Like, that's why. But they... That the, the, this will be one of those albums. It'll be one of those albums at the end of the year that someone who listens to nothing but like ice hockey metal will go, it's the best album of the year. And they'll try and call out people people who've probably been listening to like the new Tool album and go, <laughs> go why are you like that shit? This yeah. is brilliant. That's yeah. what this album is. That will be this album's legacy. Well, well that annoys me even more then. <laughs> like that's, that's just, that just really annoys me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Like that's the thing. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. That's about it, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah, yeah. fine. It's fine. If you love soil work, I don't see any reason why it won't satisfy you. If you want more of the same from soil work, I don't see any reason why it won't satisfy you, particularly. The progression made is minimal at best, but then that's probably what a lot of... Oh God, I don't want to sound too disparaging. A lot of soil work fans may well want that, and that's that's okay. Mm. I think I'm just a little bored of that. Yeah, you kind know, of metal. it's good to listen to five six minutes of this and yeah. bang your head yeah. in a little short pin. Go, that's good. Be good to go and see it live and have a night where I'd you drink a, a load beers I'd have, I'd, with a beer in hand. Oh, yeah, because I love beer. And you know, at a <laughs> festival, really antsy about that now. Aren't you? <laughs> Just a little. Um, um, I, I'd, I'd love. I'd, I'd a beer. <laughs> of course you would. You'd... I was about to say I'd love to see this. I, I would watch it at a festival with nothing else was on. Yeah, but is that a, re- a heartily hearty recommendation? Mm, not really. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. It is fine. And like. For what it's worth, when it's on, and I'm not thinking about what will I, what will I say in the review, because that's always a thing that people say mm-hmm. as well. Like, well, you have to think. That, and it's like, yeah, I do have to think about it. Obviously, I have to think about it, you fucking idiot. Because <laughs> I've got to think about what I'm going to say. I've just got to go like, uh, yeah, good. Like, do you know what I mean? What sort of shit podcast would that be? <laughs> I had fun. That was it. Like, not th- I've got to kind of consider what's good about it. And, you know, I think... I. The main thing, like, you know, it's good. And I'm glad that a band who have that very specific type of production that they have, Mm -hmm. which I know you've been really critical of. Not a big fan. And even I am, I wouldn't say I'm a particularly big fan of that particular type of production. Mm. Like, the songs and the performances and the the execution of it all is good enough that you can get past that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So they are very good at doing this type of thing. They are very good at what they do. It's just they've done it 11 times now. And and I wonder, you know, like Devin Townsend occasionally does this kind of thing. But that's the thing. He occasionally does this kind of thing, in my opinion, better. Mm. And then he moves on. There's no doubt he does it better than this. No, there's no fucking doubt he does it better than this, frankly. And then he moves on and does a, um, a new can't, age record. Can't all be Devin Townsend, no. Uh, well, I suppose I suppose no. It's a thing, it? it can't all be maybe, Devin Townsend. Maybe that's me as a as a you know person critiquing this 
asking for too much because not everyone can be Devon Townsend. Yeah. But I suppose I'm like, when Devon Townsend exists, why would you bother with this? Mm. Hope no one feels like that about us. You're not Dom Lawson. <laughs> I don't think they probably do but you know what I mean maybe but, but yeah. maybe I guess uh, yeah I mean I suppose nowadays the only thing you're paying for is time so yeah. maybe you would be like well I really really like this so fuck it I'm going to listen to it and that's that's good if you get something out of this that's awesome but I don't see myself ever returning to it because I have great Devon Townsend records which mm. do this much better a few of those songs are in my head now. I think I will return to a couple okay, of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do. Good. But anyway, there you go. Soil Work. Um, the album is called... Well, it's fucking... It's a new one. It's called it's Reality. It's a new Soil Work album. <laughs> There's only going to be one new Soil Work album, isn't there? I can't say it. I can't say it. But that's, that is out now. Yes, it is. It, it absolutely is. That's a fact. So anyway, um, we'll see you next week. Because we're going now. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you have to leave. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bye. Go on. Fuck off out of here. Uh, no. Um, thanks very much. Again, go to musicism.net and get 25% off all courses when you put in Riot in capital letters in the checkout. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about new albums from Mono. Oh, yes. And Fever Free Free Free. Probably the first massive release of the year, maybe. Mm, well, is it going to be massive? Ooh. We don't know, do we? But well, anyway, we know. Do we? Do we well, know how we much, don't. how many copies this is going to sell? All right. Don't think we do. He's been nominated for a Grammy, though. So, yeah, I know. It's going to be could, big, isn't it's it? It's going to be fairly big yeah, for yeah, what yeah. we talk about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I was just being an asshole. Should Facetious. we have another coffee? Yeah. Strong one? No. Okay, good. We're sponsored by Nespresso. Nah, we're not. We're not ever going to be sponsored by Nespresso. Fuck that up, haven't I? Anyway, see you next week. Bye.